This is a Federal News Network podcast. The National Institute of Health's Information Technology Acquisition and Assessment Center, or NITAC, has about two years to award its next government-wide acquisition contract. This one will be called CIOSP4. It may seem like they've got plenty of time, but NITAC is already getting comments back on its draft solicitation. For what he hopes to learn from industry, Federal News Network's Jason Miller spoke with NITAC's contracting lead for the CIOSP3 and CIOSP4, Keith Johnson. The draft has a direction in terms of some items that we would like to change, but all of that is preliminary. For example, we would like to go to one GWAG. So currently we have a small business GWAG and then we have an unrestricted GWAG and they both share or the scope of both of those contracts mirror each other. Well, as an agency, we would like to go to one contract. And there are a number of reasons why we want to do that. Most notably, as a benefit to our small business owners. Another change is we're somewhat amending the the scope of the contract to bring it up to date. The, The contract that we have in place now was awarded in 2012. It was almost 10 years ago. So Obviously, things have changed over the past eight to 10 years. So there, there, there are some changes there. And, and much of that is presented in the uh, draft RFP, but it's not official. That's one question I've been getting a lot. Why are you guys doing it this way? Or why are you going to do it that way? And we're, we're not. We're just soliciting feedback from industry. I think that's a very important part of at least this part of the process. It's very important that they understand that we just want your feedback. We, we may not go in a certain direction if we receive uh, a good reason not to from industry. Another change for the upcoming GWAC or CLSP4 is we plan to actually add a few socioeconomic categories. At the time of uh, the award of the original contract, we didn't have the category of women-owned small businesses. We we currently do not have the category of uh, ANCs. The Indian preference uh, category is something that is fairly new that we would like to somehow capture because Indian Health Service is really doing some amazing work and we would love to to provide some some type of IT outlet for their awards as well. So those those are just a few of the changes that that we perceive that we are anticipating for the GWAC, but again, we, we would love to, to solicit industry feedback before those changes are official. That's a key piece because one of the things that I've actually heard was ask them about that small business change because I think that's it's a little unsettling for a lot of people because, again, when there was two different contracts, a small business one and an unrestricted one, that gave a clear path to the small business. If you just have one contract that includes everyone – People go, okay, well, what's the clear path to, for a small business? What would stop a customer, and, you know, whether it's a HHS or, or another mm-hmm. agency, from just using large businesses all the time? Are you, is that the place where you guys are getting a lot of feedback and, and maybe offer me some thinking behind that? You are correct. We, we have received some feedback concerning that course of direction and even some angst from our, from our small business partners, small business contractors out there. Um, the thought behind the change is if you kind of analyze what we have right now, our, our current state of our GWAC, CIOSP3. So we have an unrestricted GWAC that is primarily made up of, of large businesses other than small businesses. And then we have a small business GWAC. 
that is primarily made up of small businesses. The scope of the two GWACs, the scope is identical. It was one competition to establish these two GWACs. Obviously, the eval criteria is a little bit different for larges versus smalls, but the point here is that the scope is the same. So what we have and what we've experienced and even witnessed throughout the performance of the contract is that when an agency decides to use NITAC, the contracting officer at the task order level, for whatever reason, may want to set, may, excuse me, may want to use the unrestricted GWAC for whatever reason. It's their decision as a CO that's their warrant. They may want to use the unrestricted GWAC. And we've noticed that that GWAC, the unrestricted GWAC, has a higher award amount. It's, it's generated more funding over the past eight years. But again, the scope is the same for the small business GWAC. So when a requirement is, 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 is placed on the unrestricted side or the unrestricted GWAC, the small business contract holders or GWAC holders on the small business GWAC can't see or can't participate for that particular requirement. So the thought is, well, if we can bind the two, we can bind the other than small, excuse me, the unrestricted and the small business GWAC, then it, and it would in fact give small businesses the opportunity at least to see and compete for those, for those uh, requirements that would have otherwise gone to the unrestricted GWAC. It's actually a great explanation because a lot of people see this, you know, in first glimpses as you're hurting small businesses, but what right. you're actually doing, it sounds to me like you're, you're saying we want to do the opposite. We want to give small businesses more opportunity to bid on things that maybe they wouldn't normally have that opportunity on. As you're tracking that business that has gone to unrestricted CIOSP3 was 20%, 80%, whatever that number is, something that small businesses probably could have bid on if they were on the contract, meaning they weren't like, you know, a five-year, $800 million contract that's just too big for a lot of small businesses. Did you see mm -hmm. a lot of them were like, five-year, 20 million, or five-year, 10 million type contracts that they probably could have bid on? Absolutely. So, yeah, there, there are some of those out, outliers out there that are huge, you know, like, as you mentioned, 800, 700 million dollar contracts that even in some cases of small business could probably participate on, but, you know, that's another topic. But yes, the 60 million, the 20 million awards here and there absolutely could have gone to to small businesses, um, the thought, at least my thought behind the one GWAC approach would be that there is no reason, at least in my mind, for a contracting officer not to set a requirement aside because the other than smalls and smalls on this one GWAC share, they have the same capability. What we have now is what I have unofficially coined, an, a, a, almost, it's almost like a, a set aside for large businesses. I mean, there are some smalls on the unrestricted side, but it's the overwhelming majority are, are large businesses. So with the one GWAC approach is actually, I would think an upgrade. The contract is getting better and more and more in tuned to our small business partners. And, and as you mentioned, yes, you know, at first glimpse, it seems as though the, the agency and NITAC is, is kind of turning its back on small businesses because we're kind of lumping them into this category with all the largest, but the, it's actually the exact opposite. And, and really the devil's in the details with this, with this particular move. So hopefully the, the, we can communicate that out to the, the industry so that they understand and are on board with our thought 
in uh, in this whole initiative with one GWAC with the GWAC. And let's put a, a, even a finer point on this as well. Under CISP4, at least in the initial draft, are you guys saying that the agency customers are able to set aside specific task orders for small business or women-owned business or 8As or ANCs or whomever? So that's what we want for for the next GWAC. There isn't a, a means to set aside I, uh, requirements now, but with CISP4, with this approach and with the adding of the um, additional socioeconomic categories, the ability or the opportunity to set aside uh, requirements will be enhanced. Keith Johnson is the contracting lead for the CIOSP3 and CIOSP4 contracts at the National Institute of Health's Information Technology Acquisition and Assessment Center. Speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Check out Jason's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, Always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on, and you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.